Microphones are up. The international camera is on. And thank you very much, folks, for tuning in to the council from all over the world. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello. We've got a very important, beautiful show coming on today. And we are just waiting for the other camera to turn on. In just a moment, we'll be getting started with a very, very special show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the council. I am your host, Charlie Pacello. Uh, we have got an incredible show today. We are thankful so much for every one of you who are tuning in today. I uh, just really want to quickly announce uh, a, a shout out to our, um, our sponsor, REMAX Alliance. REMAX Alliance is the best place. If you want to buy a home in Colorado, go to homesincolorado.com. That's homesincolorado.com. I know them personally. Tell them that you were listening to the show. Go in there if you want to buy a home. You want to sell a home, you want to find your dream home, these are the people that you have to go to. So go to Remax Alliance, homesincolorado.com. Uh, this is a very important show. Uh, we're talking about the I Am We Are movement that's being debuted today. And I can't help but uh, think, as uh, I had a chance to meet my guests today, about Anne Frank, who wrote. How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. You know, there are things that happen in our life and we can't predict it. And then they happen. Tragedies, traumas. But it's what we do with it. How can we impact it? How can we change the world by it? And naturally, we look to others who have come before us to serve as an example of what is possible when we can take what has happened to us and transform it into an instrument of good for the entire world. Many of the great men and women who have contributed the most to the betterment of our society have suffered through some kind of soul distress or trauma or tragedy. And regardless of what form it came in as, it was their personal trial, their moment in time when they would never be the same again. And for all intents and purposes, their old self died. Their greatness was birthed in the intense fires of transformation brought about by these trials. And today, we are immeasurably grateful for their great sacrifices and contributions. Some prime examples from the 20th century include Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, Anne Frank, Martin Luther, Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, and Viktor Frankl. Now, Viktor Frankl was an Australian, excuse me, an Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist, as well as a Holocaust survivor. And on 25 September 1942, Frankl and his wife were deported to the Nazi concentration camps in Bohemia. His father, mother, and brother were also arrested. His father died of starvation. His mother and brother were later killed at Auschwitz in 1944. And his wife died at Bergen-Belsen in 1945. Only Frankel and his sister Stella survived, his sister having escaped to Australia before the Nazis began their implementation of their plans for the genocide of the Jews. Frankel endured unimaginable suffering and extreme loss in his life. And yet, he was still able to transform his traumas, his tragedies, his distress, by his ability to find meaning in his experience. In his internationally famous book, Man's Search for Meaning, his personal account of being a concentration camp inmate 
Frankel clearly articulates that even in the midst of extreme suffering, in the most absurd, painful, and dehumanizing situations, there still exists a potential to find meaning in the experience. And one particular episode changed him completely. His epiphany came to him while under the most grueling and harsh working conditions of the Nazi concentration camps. The inmates were stumbling in darkness. The guards were shouting and driving them like cattle, treating them like inhuman slaves, relentless and unmercifully cruel, hitting them with the butts of their rifles. And people were leaning on each other for support. And the wind was blowing ice cold against their lean, sallow faces, and hardly a word was spoken. There was a man standing next to Victor who was covering his mouth behind his collar like this, and he whispered to Victor, saying, If our wives could just see us now, I do hope they are better off in their camps and don't know what is happening to us. Frankel thought about his wife. And though he was miles away, slipping on the ice and not knowing what was going to happen to him on that day, he clung to his wife's image, seeing every detail, her smile, her laughter, the way she supported him, and her encouraging look. And this image was more brilliant to him than the sun that was beginning to rise. And in that moment, Frankel learned this profound truth. The salvation of man is through love and in love. I understood how a man who has nothing left in this world still may know bliss, but if only for a brief moment, in the contemplation of his beloved. Now, Frankel recognized that there was one key difference to those who would survive and those who wouldn't, a vision for the future, be it significant or personal. Those that had a vision for the future, whether it was contemplating their beloved, their life's work, or things they still desired or wanted to experience, if given a chance to survive, they'd survive. But those who collapsed into the suffering, who had no meaning, who had no purpose to live, died. So he learned through his suffering that there was meaning to be gained from it, and that it doesn't matter what's happened to you. It's how you respond to it. Your attitude is everything. In Man's Search for Meaning, Frankel says this, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now, this falls very much in line with uh, the philosopher Nietzsche said about man's will. Nietzsche believed that if a man has the why for his existence, he can endure just about anything. When you focus your attention on a vision for the future and connect to what brings value and meaning in your life, you give yourself the primary motivational force to overcome and transcend your suffering. Now, Frankel could very easily have used his experiences to remain in perpetual and constant suffering. He could have blamed his oppressors, the Nazis, attacked them, shamed them for murdering his family, and lived in anger and hatred for the rest of his life. But Frankel chose not to. Instead, he found meaning and purpose in his suffering. He personalized it, 
which neutralized the suffering and allowed him the space to transcend his pain and weave it into his life's work. Thus, ironically, his traumas and his tragedies became the essential ingredients that helped him to shape and develop his system called logotherapy. Logotherapy. The word logos is a Greek word which has multiple meanings. It means word, spirit, meaning, God. And Frankel differed from Freud and Adler in that Freud thought pleasure and satisfaction were the driving forces behind man, while Adler thought it was power. Frankel saw the driving force of our existence as will to meaning, that we must give meaning to our lives in order to imbue them with purpose, fulfillment, and hope. In order for us to transcend our traumas, our tragedies, our challenges, and emerge greater than we were before, we must find the meaningfulness it has for our lives. We give meaning to everything. Nothing is meaningful or everything is meaningful. And in those moments, Frankel could have been like the others and been, looked at, been looking at the wrongs that were being done to him or that had been done to him. Instead, he utilized what was available to give his life meaning. Utilizing what's available in your trauma or your tragedy holds the opportunity to make the biggest transformation. In what way can you look at your traumas and your tragedies to see things differently? As human beings, we are responsible. We are responsible for how we are in this world. We are existentially responsible for the meaning of our own existence. You are responsible for the meaning you give to everything in your life. Everything. Those living without meaning, living in hopelessness and despair, must conjure up the courage to dig deep and make contact with that light within them. Now, what is this mysterious light that everyone's talking about? Is it an invisible light, the flame burning within? Or is it an idea or a feeling one has for one's own right to exist in love and freedom? Only you can answer that for yourself. You don't need to know anything beyond what lights you up. Now, Viktor Frankl had the image of his wife to light him up. For me, my challenge is I had my own life, my love of my own life and love of humanity to light me up. You've got something in there that may or may not be connected to the moment you are in that lights you up. And our traumas and our tragedies can show us where we need to look. It's not outside, but inside where we find that treasure. And there is someone here in this studio today who has found that treasure, that light within that burns so brightly in her, in, her, in, this, in her little body that has made a tragedy and turned it into a triumph and stands as a light for all of us to look at, to see how we can make our world a better place. So today on the council, we have some very special guests Again, have taken this idea of tragedy and have turned it into a song and now are bringing and debuting a movement that speaks to this very idea of the triumph of the human spirit in spite of the outer circumstances and situations in our lives. They all exemplify how we can turn our traumas and tragedies 
into something good that benefits the greater community and the entire world. It is with great humility and respect that I want to introduce to you Savannah Barish, Ayana, and TC. Thank you all for joining me today here on the awesome. council. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're quite welcome. And uh, this is incredible. I, I think it's so important for everybody to get to know who you are, Savannah. Uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and quickly sharing your story uh, to the audience. Yeah, so I was in a head-on car crash in July of 2015. That left me paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. And how did that, uh, you know, how you were dancing before, right? Yeah. You were a dancer before. What, uh, when you realized that you could no longer dance, um, how were you able to transform that into something good? Because I knew I didn't want to be sad. Yeah. I wanted to be happy and live my life to what it was now. Mm. And that's so imp inspiring. Uh, TC, you've been on the, the program before. Yep. Um, could you briefly tell us a little bit how you came about together to start sharing Savannah's story out to the world and what brought you to the idea of writing and composing and arranging uh, this musical score and, and song that you, that you prepared? Yeah, um, when I heard about Savvy's story, it touched me in a way because I didn't go through nothing to the extent of what she went through, mm -hmm. but as a 15-year-old boy, I had both of my kneecaps broken. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to walk all over again and you know the Forrest Gump braces I had those on, I had those braces and everything so like I said my story was nothing like her story mm -hmm. and I was a 15 year old boy when it happened and I always used to ask the question why me why me so when I heard Savvy's story and for this to happen to a nine-year-old little girl and she never uttered the words why me instead she's out being positive she's encouraging other people to do great things She's designing gowns for everyone on the, the hospital wing of the Children's Memorial um, Hospital floor. And, you know, when I got wind of that story, it touched me in a way because, like I said, I was a 15-year-old boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I didn't have the mindset as a 15-year-old boy to say, let me be positive for someone else. I just was like, why did this happen to me? Yeah. So yeah. when I heard her story, it touched me. And at that time, you know, I was talking to my wife about doing music for my daughter who's been singing all her life. And um, when I heard her story, I asked to meet with her and her mom. And, you know, we talked about the same thing we're talking about now. How did she get to this point? How she felt about what happened? And I asked to, to record her voice on my phone, saying some of the encouraging words she said to the other kids. Mm -hmm. So when you hear the song Savannah and you hear Savannah saying, be kind, be strong, be positive, be awesome. Mm -hmm. I recorded that on my phone when I first met her. So the song, the music video, everything, uh, uh, what we're doing right now, mm -hmm. it all started from Savvy. And the first words we had for the whole entire project was her words. Wow. I wrote the chorus, I wrote the hook, I wrote the song and produced the track. Mm -hmm. And I uploaded her voice off my phone into the computer. So that's how you got Ayana Savannah, featuring Savannah Barish. Right. And that's how we get to this point. That's amazing. That's absolutely. And you were the author of it. You, I mean, you just that was the first words that you said was, "Be kind, be strong, and yeah. be positive." Be kind, be strong, and be positive. And be awesome. And be, yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
Where did you get this? What, what was it inside of you that just, you know, I, I think of Anne Frank. You know, here she was uh, living in that circumstances there. Um, what inspired you to have that? Um, actually, someone I never met, who would be my grandma, mm -hmm. uh, she got cancer and was given six months to live. So she made the most of every day, and she lived three years. So I thought if she could do that, then I. I could do anything. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I love it. That is, and you know, we all have to have those people who inspire us in our lives, whether it's a grandma, whether it's, uh, you know, a mentor or coach or someone like, uh, something like Victor Frankl, who's a, somebody who I look up to and admire. We all have to see people who have been able to overcome these kinds of challenges and have turned it into gold. You know, we have to turn that lead into gold. We have to be able to transform that and move that in a different direction because we could all become, um, you know, limited by it, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what you feel? I mean, well, what? Yeah, because, like, every diamond you see comes from gold. So, like, all the darkness that you're going through just helps you see the light better. Isn't that true? <laughs> you know, it's the light. I mean, if you light a candle in the darkness, Right, it shines and the darkness goes away. It really, really goes away. I uh, just want to make a quick station announcement. We are uh, broadcasting from KUHSDenver.com. It's KUHSDenver.com, broadcasting the most amazing shows, uh, bringing uh, music all over the world. Uh, tuning in to KUHSDenver.com is the place to be. And so we thank all of you who are tuning in right now, listening to this incredible story of Savannah Barish and how she can uh, inspire us to live better and healthier and, and, and wiser lives. Um, Ayana, I would like to introduce you to the world here. Ayana is a, a young, beautiful girl right here who's an amazing voice. We're gonna hear her voice singing here shortly. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about, to the audience, um, your story a little bit and why why you wanted to be a singer and, and an artist? I think it's because of the way I grew up. So I grew up in the church, so they I saw the people singing there, and I was like, I want to do that. So they put me in the kids' choir. But not only did I grow up in the church, it's also because of this man right here. My dad, he'd uh -huh. be working on music, and I'd be like bouncing off the couch, but he never noticed that I was really like, what is he doing? And so once I got older, I got more passionate about it, and my dad was like, let's go, come to the studio. And this is how Savannah started. <laughs> That's so you always had a passion for singing. You always wanted to sing, and, and when your voice is incredible. So how long have you been singing professionally for? Well, I've been singing since I've been able to talk, uh -huh. but professionally since I was about 13. Oh, okay. Well, it's, uh, I understand that you're going to be singing. We're going to bring that up here shortly about where she's going to be singing here in Denver sometime in yes. uh, just a few weeks here. And um, you have a, a very powerful message for young people. We know, uh, and I really would love for you to kind of tell the audience here what, what young people are really going through, uh, teenagers and the world that they live in and the messages that they're receiving from the music that they get. And what is the message behind your music that makes you different? And, and what do you hope the audience gets from it? Well, my message is basically what it's like to grow up as a teen, but coming from a teen. 
So most music you hear today is from 30-year-olds or 20-year-olds. I'm actually 15, and I'm going through all the same stuff, but I'm not going to talk about it in like a negative way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try my best to spread all the positivity in the world that I can. <laughs> well, that's so beautiful. And so that's, um, you know, we don't, if we don't have enough positivity out there, I mean, there's so many different things that teenagers are constantly, there's a lot of distractions, there's a lot of... You know, uh, there's, you can be pulled two different ways. You know, you can be pulled towards the light or you can be pulled towards the dark, right? And there's a lot of that, especially with the internet, especially with the phones and all the things that are going on. It's really important. We've got to have those kinds of positive messages to be able to share with people so that we know that people give the option that, you know what, I can choose a different life. That every life, every moment is a choice. Every moment that we make is a choice. We could choose to be our higher beautiful selves, right? Or we can choose to fall into that lower, uh, darker self. And so we've got to make those kinds of choices. And we've got to make the right ones. And we've got to teach our children how to do that. And we've got to have children, uh, kids who are promoting that, who give ch other kids an option for that. So, so grateful for that. Um, TC, how did the, uh, how long have you been working on this Project Savannah that we're going to be showing here in just a few minutes? This this project is about a year and a half in the making. Mm -hmm. We've been working on it for a while, and you know, it was supposed to be the first single we released. It actually, it's actually the third single and the second music video we released. And the reason why it's taking so long, I, you know, the importance behind this record, the, the importance behind this movement, it's very important, and I wanted to give it my best. Mm -hmm. Like the music video, Savannah. That's my second music video ever directed, mm. and. I want it to be right. I want the, the music to be right. I, I, I reproduced the track three different times before I brought one of my in-house producers, Rob, in to jump on and help me finish the track out. Mm -hmm. Because it has to be perfect. And we have a production team under our company, and I want it to be right. So it's about a year and a half in the making, you know, a, a lot of small parts here and there. And everything we do, you know, we, we're not sitting on a boatload of money. We work a full-time job. <laughs> so... Outside of it's a true artist a spirit, job, yeah. you know, we invest into ourselves. That's why we're 100% uh, independent. And anyone that knows about putting music together, music videos, recording the whole nine yards, you know the details, you know of what what that takes. And it's a, it's hard when you're working a full-time job mm -hmm. and you're doing music full-time. So it's like you're basically working two jobs. But you're only getting paid from one, <laughs> and you're investing into the other. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah, of course. It, it was a year and a half, you know, in, in the making. You know, we hit a lot of bumps in the road, but we're here. Uh -huh. You know, what I mean, if it, you know, I said, I can say it's late, but God says it's right on time. <laughs> and it's usually God's timing, which is yeah. the right time. So, well, I think it's just an incredible, you know, incredible accomplishment for all of you to working together to making this such a possibility and to having um, you know such a positive message that you're reaching out and try to give to the world mm -hmm. and to give out to all of our communities um, is there anybody Savannah that you would like to uh, to meet don't touch probably Ellen 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 if DeGeneres Ellen if you are watching this right now, or if anybody, for Ellen, you would like to meet Ellen? Yeah. What, what do you love about Ellen? She's just so positive. She's just so positive? Yeah. Well, she is. She's very positive. I think she's, I think she's incredible. I think yeah. she's just such a, 
And uh, hopefully Ellen uh, will be watching this show and we'll be able to bring you out uh, to California and Los Angeles somewhere uh, so that you can uh, even uh, bring your story into an even larger audience. <laughs> Have you watched Ellen for a long time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do? Dance, probably. Yeah? Now and uh, is it? Uh, do you still have that dancer spirit in you? And I moving think in? so. Yeah. I think so. I just got to do it a different way now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I tell people what I'm thinking instead of showing them. That's brilliant. <laughs> so you, you tell people what you're thinking instead of showing them. Yeah. Yeah. And is you know uh, how how do you how do you do that when when when, you, when when somebody says you know your love of dance how do you describe it do you feeling you get when you just listen to certain type of music uh -huh. that it makes you just feel at peace with everything that's happening or happened. What's your favorite music? Um, probably I like all sorts of different things. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, probably a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you're so inspiring. You're incredibly, I mean, to have that kind of tenacity and inner s strength of spirit at such a young age is incredible. I mean, it, it, it would be so easy, it would be so easy for all of us, all of us in, in your situation that happened to have uh, a, a life-changing, life-altering event to just give up, to just not, not have any kind of motivation for life or any kind of uh, you know, feeling that your purpose and meaningfulness that we were talking about earlier, and I mean to have that kind of strength well, is you, amazing. Yeah, because like I think it happened to me because I was supposed to share my story. I was supposed to help people feel better mm -hmm. about who they are and to love just the way they are. <laughs> That's that's well, I think, I think you're already doing that right now, sweetie. I think you're doing it. It's, uh, you're, you're being here, and the light that shines from your eyes and that uh, beautiful smile is and it's so cheerful. Uh, you can't help but uh, feel uh, inspired by it and touched by it. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I want to ask Ayana, is there a particular singer that you admire and that you look up to, and why? Well, she's not living, but Nina Simone, definitely. Oh, okay, yeah. Her music has touched so many people and made so many things, but she kept it real. She talked about stuff that she didn't like, but she didn't talk about it in like a negative way, but she did. And she made really good music while doing it. So it's like you could be listening to a song and not really know what she really meant by it, but then like once you listen to the lyrics, you're like, wow, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and I think that uh, if you stay in alignment with that, you're going to be that same kind of artist. And sharing that same kind of music out to the world is so brilliant. It's really brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> now, do you have, uh, do you think kids are missing, so your age are missing something in the music? What do you think that uh, they're missing? I think we're missing a positive role model. Yeah. Because what we see is adults doing adult things, and we're like, we can do that, but then we're like, they're also 10 years older than us. So I'm going to be the positive image that they can see and look up to, because I don't want kids to be start thinking that we're all adults and growing up too fast when 
we shouldn't be growing up too fast. No, we shouldn't. No, you should be kids, right? You yeah. should be teenagers and doing the, those kinds of things and having, exploring the world around you and, and, and being able to explore different aspects of your identity and, and you know, being able to sing, you know, and dance and do and act and perform and do all those things, right? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we are uh, just about to, I uh, just one more question for you, Ayana. When you heard about Savannah's story, what went through your mind? And as you and your father decided to produce this song together? Savannah was an entire wake up call for me because I have, I'm a diabetic. And once I heard about her story, I was like, oh wow, I'm a terrible <laughs> human because I always would say every single day, why me, I don't deserve this, I didn't do nothing wrong. Right. And then I see Savannah and I'm like, Savannah's paralyzed journey. You can walk, you can eat, you can do all these things and you're not doing anything with it. And Savannah's sharing this positive story and you're like, what are you doing? Staying at home watching TV. So she was my wake up call. She was like, you need to start doing something. Get your music out there. S say positive things that can like change the world. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is such an important thing to, re to reiterate that we can often feel sorry for ourselves. We can often feel victimized. We have a, a victim consciousness in the culture, and we can let the littlest things affect us. We can have just a word, just something that's a, a word that somebody says, it's like a feather, and it just uh, it, it, it breaks us down. It defeats us, and uh, we start to wallow in self-pity. We start to wallow in that, that place. and Self-pity will often compete with self-esteem. And so we can go ahead and we're just, uh, you know, we have to focus on what's really important. And when you see a story where it's someone who was paralyzed, is paralyzed, and is able to have such an incredibly bright outlook on life, positive outlook on life, to be able to share her spirit out with the world, and, and to being kind, to be strong, and to, what's the last part? Be positive. Be positive. And awesome. And awesome. I mean, how can, you, how can you not take that into your life and start saying, wait a second, what, what have I been doing? What have I been doing that, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, procrastinating on, or I've been holding myself back on? Because the only person who's, who's making your decisions is you. There's nobody else up here. Nobody else is in, in your mind telling you you can't do something. You can't be who you want to be. You can't do the things that you want to do. There's nobody else in charge of your ship. You are in charge of that. And you can either wallow in that self-pity or you can, you can cross that bridge and you can make that choice to say, you know, I'm going to do everything in this life to give all the positive that I can and make a difference in this world. So... We are broadcasting live on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. Broadcasting this incredible show and about to listen now to the song uh, uh, Savannah. So I just would like to clue in the, the, my, uh, the, the engineer, the station engineer, to go ahead and start the video. And we'll go ahead and listen to the song that has just been released. Boys and girls out there who might be facing similar health challenges. 
Well, you have the choice to be positive or negative, and you should choose positive because there's still a lot of chance of doing the things you love.
That um, pretty cool. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> that was really amazing. Wow. Uh, I'm uh, I'm moved. I'm, uh, I'm touched very deeply by it. <laughs> wow, such a strong and powerful message, and um, just really so. Uh, you humble me. You humble me. She's amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. You are truly amazing. I um, um, I hope everybody watching this is uh, really taking note. <laughs> um, beautiful voice. My goodness. Really incredible voice. So powerful. Uh, so strong in the message. And... Uh, and it's debuting today. It's just been released, right? Could you yep. guys share where it, people can, all the information about the video and uh, all the proceeds or where it's going to so that people can know who are tuning yeah. in right now? Uh, the video, Savannah is Ayana. Savannah featuring Savannah Bearish is available right now on YouTube. Ayana Ice. Ayana <laughs> Ice is um, our social media page, Facebook. Yes, um, and YouTube channel. YouTube channel, Ayana Ice. So Ayana Ice, uh, what's it, what's face to, uh, Facebook and YouTube. Facebook <laughs> and YouTube, that's where you can get it from, right? Yep. Ice Ayana's the Instagram, because there are clips of the video on there too. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and the song itself is available on all streaming sites. I mean, yep. Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Google Music, any, any way you can stream music, you can stream Ayana, Savannah featuring Savannah Bearish. Wow, that's so great. And 50% uh, of the proceeds go directly to Savannah. Um, anything we get from the video or the song itself, it goes directly to Savannah. So um, we're definitely pushing for that, you know. Okay, so 50% of the proceeds of everybody who purchases the, uh, the song and goes to it online goes to Savannah, right? And to help with all of the... Just life in general. Just life in general. Everything she's dealing with, going, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, to, it's to help continue to, to, to give her a voice, continue to, to put her in a position to have a platform to mm -hmm. continue speaking to the youth. So, I mean, I, I think I think it's, it's amazing, and, and, and it's, you know, at the state of what, what we're dealing with in this country right now, it's yeah. much needed. Absolutely. You know, and, I mean, I, I feel like regardless of, you know, if it reach a million people and, only one person get what they need to get out of it. Job well done. Oh, I think you've done that already. <laughs> We're a lot more people uh, uh, that are tuning into the show. We have over, you know, 100,000 that are listening in, and I think that uh, you know, you've certainly touched all of them who are tuning into the show today. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, there is a, a foundation as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I have my own foundation uh -huh. named Sassy Savvy Gans for uh, kids in children's hospital to wear cute and bright colored hospital gowns rather than just the normal ones. So it's a sassy savvy? Gowns. Sassy savvy gowns. So that is uh, Savannah's foundation as well and it helps? Uh, kids feel better just being with their favorite like cartoons on their gowns. So get their cartoons on their gowns, and it helps with Children's Hospital? Yeah. Yeah, see, these are incredible people, amazing people that they're giving and contributing to the world. And so we are also debuting on the show today. We are launching the I Am We Are Movement. 
Could you all explain together? You can uh, what this is, what uh, what the what it is, and why it's so important. Yeah, it's um when I was uh, actually when I was you know doing the final stages of editing the video Savannah, and I was watching at the end how we got the group of people saying I am, we are Savannah, and what the video does, it, it, it creates dialogue for conversation. You know, it, it, it shows you what, what, what we should do. Mm -hmm. And the I am, we are movement, it, it creates action. Mm -hmm. And we want to simplify it as much as possible to where anyone can do it. You can take an old t-shirt, it could be a, a Sharpie marker, a pen, pencil, whatever to write on the shirt, it don't make a difference. And you write, we're all wearing a shirt today, and you write, I am, we are, and I have TC Senior on mine. Right, right, right. But you write, I am, we are. You, you draw a line. Uh -huh. You go out there and you do something kind. Be, be nice. It could be anything. You're, it's totally your choice. If, if you just pick up the phone and call and give someone some encouraging words, it don't matter. The I am, we are movement, it's a call to action. To mm -hmm. get out and do. Get out and, and, and be a part. Right now, we're, we're wearing the I am, we are movement shirts with our names on it because... This is our movement. This is our call to action. This is us participating. Mm -hmm. And in addition, we're we're um, they've doing a celebrity challenge as well. We want celebrities to take part in the I am we are movement and lead by example. And you being the first celebrity, we have a shirt for you. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you, you giving us you giving us this platform <coughs> is is within itself. You you doing your part. So this is your shirt. For you to put your name on it. Oh wow! Right on, right on the line, and you are the very first celebrity for the celebrity challenge in the I Am We Are movement. Wow! Thank you so much. I um, I will do this. It's the I Am We Are movement, and I Am We Are Charlie. Charlie, put your name on the line. Go out and do something. Do something kind. Do something nice. It don't matter what. If if it's feeding the homeless. Or if it's just picking up the phone, calling a loved one you haven't spoke to in years. Whatever it is. Yeah. And, and what I love about it is, it's like you have all the different movements. You have all the different things going on right now. You have the Me Too movement. You have all these other things going on. And what this movement does is it brings everyone together. Yeah. It's, it don't matter who you are. It don't matter what your religion background is. It don't matter what, what your race, your gender. It makes no difference. It could be the biggest racist person in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm sure someone within that one race you believe in, if you're a racist person, needs to hear something kind, needs mm -hmm. to hear something positive, mm -hmm. needs uplifting. If that's you, if you're that person, go out there and be, and, and, and be something and do something for someone within that race. So, like I said, this movement, it brings everyone together. Mm -hmm. not, not one person. You know, every, everybody is a part of this movement, and I love it. I think it's amazing. Well, I think it's incredible, and I'm honored to be uh, be a part of it now. So thank and, you. And, and, and it's going to be huge, and you're the first celebrity <laughs> with the Celebrity Challenge. We're, we're asking all celebrities to step up and lead by example. And uh, I'll call on everybody, uh, the celebrities that are watching this, to follow this lead and to take on the I Am We Are movement. And it is getting a shirt. Uh, taking a marker, putting I am, we are, and your name, and then going out and doing something kind, mm -hmm. simple. It doesn't. It's an act of kindness 
is it has a ripple effect and goes all across the world. It touches everybody. People just watching kindness, a, a kind act that's happening are touched by it. They're moved by it. They're affected by it. Yes. It expands and it spreads. And in a world right now where we have feel so much tension and conflict, we need to add and contribute our kindness to the world. Yes. And this is an incredible movement to be able to start bringing our communities together. Uh, and that's where you're doing. People, we don't change the world on these big scales. We change it in our communities. Yes. We change it in our cities. We change it in our neighborhoods. We change it when we walk out that door, when we wake up in the morning or going to work or at work, and we decide, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in kindness today. I'm going to live in integrity. I am, we are part of the Savannah movement. Yes. And we are great, and we, mm -hmm. we're going to be strong. We're going to be kind. Be positive and be awesome. Be kind, be positive, and be awesome. That's what we're going That's to it. be. That's what it is. <laughs> and it's uh, it's calling on everybody to follow it. You know that this is it's so simple. And the more people that are doing it, we are we are multiplying kindness by exponentially, yes. by millions. And we start doing that. We start hearing what seeing our neighbors going that across. Uh, we, we start connecting to each other again and we start listening to each other again. We start hearing each other again. We start seeing that these people, everybody has the same kind of feelings and hopes and aspirations for their lives. Mm -hmm. And they really, at, at the core of us, we all want really the same things. We, we really do, right? We all want to have, we wanna have a, a happy life, right? Yeah. And we want to have love in our life, and we want to be treated with kindness and, mm -hmm. and respect, and we want to be able to have fun and good times with the people we love and we care about. We want to live in a safe world and a peaceful mm -hmm. world, and we want to have a, a means to be able to provide for our families. And that's what we, we all want the same things, yeah, really. And, and, and you never know who needs to hear that message. Yeah. You never know who needs to hear some encouraging words. You, you could save someone's life by just telling them, I love you. Yeah. You're great. You can save someone's life just from those words. I mean, depression is real. Mm -hmm. Depression is real. And a lot of people suffer from depression. And, you know, it, if we can all just, you know, take part and, and do our do what we can do, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking starting from ground zero. Let's do what we can do. That's right. And, and, and we can't do no more than what we can do and, and, and just move it forward mm -hmm. spread it out. I mean, it's so much hate, man, spread it out. We need love, spread it out. <laughs> oh we gosh. need everyone to take part in it. We do. And, and it starts right with you. It starts with you. And it begins right there in your heart and, and finding that, that, that place within you that says, you know what, I'm, I'm connected to everybody. I don't know how I am, but I'm connected to everybody. And I've got to start looking at it in a different way. I got to recognize that there's not that much difference between me and everybody else on this planet. Mm -hmm. And though they may have their uniqueness, their unique diversity and their unique cultures and their unique societies and their unique ways of, of worshiping God and doing all these things, but at the very core, you are fundamentally the same. Yeah. But there's something there. The soul has no religion. The soul is so much bigger. And when you hear the story of Savannah and you've heard it today, man, Everybody, please, tap into your hearts. Find that place inside of you. Bring kindness into the world. And, uh, you know, allow yourself to just set aside those, those differences that you think you have and really look at the things that we all have in common. All right? Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of, um, what kind of a message do you want to send out to the world right now? If you, were, if you had an opportunity to say something to 
all the little girls out there and all the kids out there that you that are watching today and hearing you what is something that you would want to share with them just enjoy your life because right now it's what it is and if you're not happy about it then change it mm. so yeah. true if you're not happy about it change it yep. right what are your dreams do you still what kind of dreams do you have now for your I want to work in the hospital, mm -hmm. and I want to have my own family, no. <laughs> and I just want to have a happy life still. That's so beautiful. <laughs> you are such an inspiration, and it's incredible. And um, thank you, Ayana. What uh, you have so much that you want to achieve, and I know that uh, you're just about to launch your career here in yeah. a few days. Can you share with everybody what, uh, where you're going to be performing at, and how they could come watch you sing? I will be performing at the Roxy Theater on August 24th. It starts at 6:30 and it ends at 11:30. I'm pretty sure. The tickets are on. I have enough pack. Afton Shows. dot com. Oh, A F T O N. Afton Shows. dot com slash Ayana. I Y A N N A. That's me. Yes. And the tickets are ten dollars if you use the code Ayana five four seven. I know it's a little pricey, but this face is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so great. Yeah. Now, are you? Is it just your show? Is it? Uh, There's other people performing, uh -huh. but we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna perform a few songs, including Savannah, that will definitely be performed. Mm -hmm. Savannah will be in the building. Yes, she will. Wow, that's so great. Oh, you know, she, and, uh, she's also debuting a new song titled Bullying. Oh, yeah. Bullying. It's, it's about being bullied in school and stuff. So she has a lot of positive records. I mean, her whole album is about positive stuff. And the song Bullying is amazing. It's about anyone that's going through bullying. Wow, so, I mean, wow. she's going to debut and perform that song on the 24th. Wow, that's so important. Because so, yeah. so many teenagers, so many kids go through bullying. I was one of them. Oh, you were one of That's those? That's where the song came from because I've been bullied all my life for the most, like, not important things, but it took effect to me and it would, like, get me down. So we made a song about it, and that's where I put all my, like, creative juices about how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the song's about, like, I have been bullied, but I'm here, I'm fine, mm -hmm. and you didn't break me down. <laughs> And, and you know that's so important to get to kids to understand that you you don't get you don't have to be broken down by people who are, are are coming at you and wounding you because they're wounded or something else is going on inside of them, and to take that higher ground and to not let them destroy you. That that spirit, that soul that's within you, is stronger than anything that anybody else can do. And if you can and you can tap into that, then you can give other teenagers comfort, knowing that they that they don't have to be. They don't have to let the bullies win. Yeah. Right? And it definitely helps um, having her able to sing about that because then it proves that no one's alone in bullying because that's a, what I hear about is like they feel so alone. Mm -hmm. So having a song that just addresses that helps being like, no, I'm not the only person really doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Never alone. I'm here. <laughs> Never alone. That's it. You have a lot of uh, friends and support. Yeah, I've got great support systems. Great support. What uh, what's the best? What is your favorite thing to do with your friends? Um, go shopping. Go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just be like usual teenagers and yeah. gossip and stuff like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, folks, we are just almost done here. I just want to kind of get some uh, inspiration from all of you before we close out the show today. Uh, you're listening to this on KUHSDenver.com. That's KUHSDenver.com. We are broadcasting all over Colorado, the nation, and the world. Uh, we are uh, leading the way out there in programs and music and uh, just... Uh, tune in to KUHSDenver.com. Uh, it's the place to be. I would like to ask all of you to give your 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 your, your one piece. Uh, I think I've already asked you, but if you want to give it again, uh, your one piece of advice, your one piece of wisdom that from your life experience that you would want to be able to share with everybody who's listening in right now. That could you could say something today that can make all the difference in a person's life. Well, I would probably say, like, no matter how hard people try, they can't take away your choice to be happy. So you, you just got to find that way to be happy because then everything else changes. Can't beat that. Thank you. Greatest wisdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the greatest wisdom. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My message would be to keep going. No matter what you think is impossible, it's possible. If you don't have enough money, if you're too tall, too short, big, wide, it doesn't matter. Keep going because eventually you'll make it. I'm 15 and I'm here, so keep going. <laughs> great advice, Greg. It's great <laughs> wisdom as well. <laughs> Thank you. TC? Uh, my thing will be a couple things within itself. It's um, patience. Mm. Be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, and... and I'm speaking directly to myself because I'm always rushing. I'm always trying to, you know, I need to do this, this, that, and I'm always trying to be, you know, two blocks ahead of the guy that's two steps ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to tell myself to be patient. It's normally my wife telling me, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I listen, you know. So um, be, be patient, you yeah. know, and um, things will come. Be patient, you know, make smart decisions. When, when you're patient, you make smart decisions. Mm -hmm. When you rush, you you make some smart decisions, some bad decisions, and the wrong bad decision can mess you up, can push you back for mm -hmm. years. Yeah, so it all goes back down. It all goes back to choices. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It all goes back to the choice that we have in our life, right? Yeah. Just like one of my favorite quotes, which is, "Nothing is impossible." The word itself says, "I'm possible." So it, you just gotta look at it from a different perspective, yeah. and then everything's. Love you it. are amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Awesome. That's right. We uh, nothing is impossible. Savage Harrow show. Possible. I'm possible. That's brilliant. You, you you can come on this show anytime and we'll, we'll co-host together. <laughs> uh, folks, thank you so much for coming and sharing this incredible story. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. So beautiful. All of you, such beautiful, beautiful uh, message and work that you are giving out to the world. And please, for everybody out there, to start, let's continue this. Let's, let's take action and doing the I Am We Are movement grabbing a t-shirt, putting on I am, we are in your name, and then going out into the world and doing something kind for somebody just for the sake of doing it. It's an act of kindness without any expectation for anything in return. Yeah. Spread, spread love, 
spread kindness, spread goodness, mm -hmm. uh, be kind, be strong. Be positive, be awesome. There we go. Let's <laughs> see if we can do a co-host, but it's probably the goal. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the council today. Uh, we will have, we'll be back in two weeks to uh, come back with another great show. Uh, this show wouldn't be possible without each and every one of you who tune in. We're so honored. Our numbers are continue to go up. Uh, and we will continue to bring you the best programs we possibly can bring uh, here on the council. Thank you, folks. Uh, I am your host, Charlie Pacello, and the council is adjourned. May you be well. May you be free of pain and suffering. May you be whole. God bless.